Welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Shana Recker, and I help entrepreneurs be, do, and have more in life through sharing the strategies and the mindset tools that have helped me build multiple six-figure online businesses. The mission behind this show is simple, to allow more people to pursue their most meaningful goals, take the right actions, and make their desires become a reality. This podcast and our guests will help you make a quantum leap from where you are to where you want to be. And before you jump into this episode today, don't forget to go and download the Nail Your Niche free guide and online tool to help you get super clear with your niche so that you can attract in those dream clients. You can grab that at shanarecker.com forward slash niche. Now let's dig in. Hello and welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Shana Recker, and today I have a special guest for you all. Her name is Jen White, and Jen is an educator, a content creator. She's a mama, and she is a personal development junkie. She is a huge fan of 80s and 90s music, and I'll tell you why that's important in a second. And she's the creator of Word Up Life Approach, and it is a program to help people live their best lives. She is dedicating to helping others find deeper levels of joy, fun, and self-awareness, fulfillment, and peace. And she uses simple, soulful solutions to do that. Jen is the creator of an Instagram account. It's called Word Up with Jen, Word Up underscore with Jen. She's on Instagram and TikTok. She has created a following of over 50,000 people on Instagram. And I think it's a couple hundred thousand people on TikTok. Um, she's really done an amazing job at inspiring people with her dancing. She dances to eighties and nineties music and also does inspirational content mixed in. And it's created quite a following and she's created quite a business with this. And I'm excited to share how Jen has pursued her goals using this approach. And I'm so excited for you to meet Jen and listen to how she's done this and some things that she's had to overcome and to make this all come together. So welcome, Jen. Hey, Jen, welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. Thank you so much, Shana, for having me. I have been so excited to chat with you. Um, I actually reached out to Jen uh, a couple of weeks ago. I have seen just a transformation, first of all, in your online presence on Instagram since we first started talking, gosh, maybe a year ago. It was probably a little over a year ago. Um, and you've just created some really wonderful things. And um, I wanted to have you on here because I know when we first chatted, you were struggling with Instagram and you were struggling with your growth. And then I remember one day I kind of went over to your account seeing, you know, cause I'd seen some of your things through my feed and I was like, you were like at like 35,000 followers. And I was like, holy crap, what happened? So I would love for you to just one, I'd love for you to start by sharing your story, how you, you know, got into becoming an entrepreneur and, and using social media and things like that. And then, um, yeah, I just would love to hear the story. Yeah, well, it's been a it's been a fairly long journey, I would say. I mean, I I have a full time job. I work for the federal government. I've been there for twenty one years, so that's my kind of nine to five gig. Um, but all throughout my life, I've always had this deep desire to find my passion and to find a greater purpose in life. And as I got into my forties, that tug, like I like to call it, got really strong. And for me, it was a feeling. It was just this overwhelming feeling, like okay you need to go deeper within yourself and you need to figure out what it is you were meant to do because I didn't feel like I was utilizing myself mm. in the way that I should have been. And what that means is that I felt like I was doing my job, my nine to five. And although I love my job and I was, you know, 
I felt like I was good at it, it didn't bring me a sense of fulfillment. And that's Mm. sort of what opened the door for me to go a little bit deeper. Then I started to shift my focus on social media to be more about personal development and um, just tying in a lot of the tools and resources that I was using in my own life because I was seeing such amazing results from doing the personal growth. And I got so excited, like I'm sure, you know, so many people do when they start pursuing personal growth that you want to share it with everybody, right? Because you want everybody to experience all the good stuff in life too. So I started doing that and, um, you know, it just really wasn't going anywhere and nothing Mm -hmm. was really happening. I think I had maybe a hundred followers when I first started my word up page on Instagram. Um, and I had a book club called Word Up Book Club on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And again, it was around 100, I guess, followers on that account as well, mm-hmm. which was a private group. But I just really wasn't getting any traction. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> one night, uh, actually, it was after Easter dinner, my girls were doing a TikTok in the kitchen. And uh, I said, oh, let me join in, you know, yeah. show me what this is all about. I had a few glasses of wine, so I was feeling a little afraid. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so they taught me this dance and I was absolutely terrible. It took me like 45 minutes to learn it, but I finally got it and she posted it. My daughter posted it. So then um, after that, I was like, hmm, I'm just going to look on TikTok and see, you know, what is going on on this app. And I realized there were so many business owners and educators and amazing creators on the app. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to give this a go and I'm going to get on here and I'm going to do a lot of this um, inspirational stuff on here. Mm -hmm. I love music. I love dance. And so I tied that all in and my account started to grow on TikTok. And I thought to myself, okay, this is pretty amazing. Maybe this is another way for me to tap into my creativity and share what I'm so passionate about. So I made an intention to use that platform to, to do that. And it just kept growing and growing and growing. And then reels came out and I really didn't do much with reels for a while. And then I started to repost my TikToks on my reels. reels. Yeah. Uh, and it started to grow on Instagram as well. And that's how I really built my community was taking a chance, putting myself out there, just going for it and sticking with it and seeing, waiting to see what would happen. Yeah. So on, okay. So you touched on a couple things. Um, so a few questions. So first of all, I truly believe that there's something that happens. I don't know so much for men, but for women, when we enter into our forties, where we, we really start to. I don't don't know if it's like question our lives or like, we really start to realize like who we truly are. I feel like there's something that happens. I've not only you, myself, every, every time I talk to a woman in their forties, they're like things I used to care about. I don't care about anymore. I'm like, I just, I really need to find myself. Do you agree? Absolutely. 100%. And you know, that's not always an easy thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, especially when I think for me, the reason that it happened in my 40s and why my gut, my intuition was so strong at that point Mm -hmm. was because my kids were a little bit older now, Yeah, right? In my 30s, I was in the thick of it. Even though, you know, it was some of the best moments of my life. I got married. I had my three kids. I was a mom. All -hmm. those things were such amazing things that happened in my life, but I was so overwhelmed and stressed during that period as well. 
And I didn't really talk about it a lot. And I really Mm -hmm. didn't express it to a lot of people. And having three young kids, um, you know, and my husband is really supportive and he's, he's wonderful, but just me personally, I just didn't speak about it. And that was Mm -hmm. my personality. Be the one who just, you know, cooperates, takes care of everyone, everyone's needs. Don't speak up for yourself. Just Mm -hmm. make sure everybody else is happy. And I think that's why it got strong in my forties because the kids were a bit older. I had more time to focus on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I knew now, now, now is the time. Like now is the time I'm in my forties. I need to get going on this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, nothing is guaranteed in life. So yeah. start now. I, I think there's a few things in there. Like I agree. Like I was the same. Like I, I raised my kids late twenties all through my thirties practically. And then it was like 40. It's like all of a sudden they're, they're self-sufficient now. And I was like, wait a minute, like, who am I? (laughs) I've been doing the, you know, raising these kids for so long. And then all of a sudden you kind of wake up and you're like, ah, um, um, but yeah, I do agree that there is something that, that clicks in your forties. And I think it's the time that you have the the time you have back the, the realizations that, oh yeah, this was the other thing, the realization that like I'm in my forties, like I I only got so much time left, you know, it's like, what am I doing with my life? Right. Um, cause I know for me, I made a big career transition in my forties as well to move into the coaching from the network marketing space. And it was just like a realization of, do I really want to be doing this for the rest of my life? And it was kind of like a, wait, I only have so much time left. If I'm going to make a shift, I got to do it now kind of thing. There was like a bit of urgency in that. So yeah, the urgency. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. There's a lot of people I'm sure that are listening that can relate to that too. And I've had these same conversations with some people. Um, and then you also talked about, and I think this is really important too, that, you know, there are people who are in careers that it's not that they don't love what they do. Their work is great. It's, it's not like it's bad, but there's that lack of fulfillment. And I think that that's such a powerful topic to, to discuss because I don't think sometimes I feel like people are afraid to say like, they don't, they're not feeling fulfilled in their work because they feel like, oh, but I have a job and it's good and I should be happy and I've got, you know, an income, but there is something to be said for, for, for fulfillment and to feel like you are, that you have some, a purpose, I guess you could say in this world. Can you speak a little bit more about, you know, what, what that felt like for you? Like, how did that, like, just a little bit more about that fulfillment piece, yeah, I mean that that is a really big part of my whole personal growth journey and why I started per- mm-hmm. started pursuing it. Mm-hmm. And um like you were saying, I think sometimes when it comes to f- finding fulfillment and purpose, people think that it has to be like this grand thing, right? Yeah. I'm going to save the world or you know, I'm going to do this and that. But your purpose can be tied to such small things. And Mm. I mean small, but they have a big impact. For Mm. example, you know, you could be someone who walks into a room and just has the most amazing energy and everybody loves to be around you and you just make everybody feel good. That is purpose. You could walk down the street and smile at every single person that passes you. And even though you may not know it, your smile makes that person feel seen. Mm. Mm. and good. That is purpose. So instead of looking for sort of this big thing, I started looking for purpose in small things Mm. like, like those examples I just gave. And that just helped me to like sparked my curiosity. And I started following my curiosity instead of getting so caught up in that big word purpose. Mm. 
Yeah. And for me, I feel like, especially as women, we get so caught up in our labels and our titles as yeah. mom, wife, partner, mm-hmm. um, you know, working mom, stay at my home mom, like all those things that we forget that we are those things and we love those things. But every single human being on this planet was born for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I believe those things are outside of our family or, and our friends and all that. It's yeah. outside of our bubble. It's something that has an impact on the world and on a bigger scale. So I believe everybody, everybody can tune into that. And it's just sometimes it's so frustrating because you want the answer to just fall out of the sky. Give me my purpose. please. I want to know what it is, but it often doesn't happen like that. People get frustrated. I'm never going to figure it out. I don't know what it is. So I would just suggest, you know, be patient Mm -hmm. and look for purpose in smaller things that could eventually lead you to your greater purpose. Yeah. I think that's so important. I'm glad you said that because I do feel like people feel like to find fulfillment in life, it's like a big change. It's like a drastic, you know, whatever career change or whatever. And, and sometimes, yeah, that might be, or, or by taking these small moves, like taking a class of some sort, or, you know, like you said, I just started dabbling on TikTok and it sort of led you down a road by making these small, impactful moves that actually feel good helps you align, you know, these smaller actions that feel good, help you align with the greater sort of purpose. It helps you kind of find it. They're like little stepping stones that sort of lead to something. So it's like, if you can just stay with what feels good, whether it's just, you know, like I said, taking a class or deciding you're going to, you know, say good morning to everybody on your walks or whatever, that alignment helps lead you to a place of, of fulfillment or finding that fulfillment in your life. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. you know, another thing with, with purpose that, um, you know, that was really important with me as I, as I started like moving forward with different mm-hmm. things in my life was that at the beginning, I think for a lot of people, purpose is comes down to, you know, how you, like, what you want to find and like how mm-hmm. you're going to show up in the world and how you can make a difference. It's more about your own journey, but as you explore it more, you realize it becomes about other people. Mm. It's about doing something you love and that is aligned with you as a human being, but making an impact on other people. And when you shift that focus, you wake up with a new zest for life because now you're not waking up going, hmm, what do I have to do today? Okay, I've got to get the kids this. I got to work. I got to do this and this and this. It becomes how can I make a difference today Mm. in somebody else's life? And for me, that was a huge shift that got me out of sort of like the, my bubble mindset and, and, and really thinking more about what I could do to, to make a difference. Yeah. Being of service, like being of service is huge when it, yeah. yeah, it's huge. And sometimes people think, well, that means you have to you know, physically always be doing something for somebody else or, you know, whatever. But sometimes, like you say, it's just as simple yeah. as, you know, smiling at somebody or just be putting other people, you know, not always like first, I would say, but like, just, just being there for other people and, and the planet and, you know, just doing good things, being a good human, being a good person. Um, yeah. And I think that's so that's critical to finding the fulfillment and the purpose in your own life. Yeah, it sets a really positive intention for the day. And it could be something so small, like you said. I mean, it could be sending somebody a message, you know, mm-hmm. through Facebook. 
to a friend or someone, you know, I really appreciate your friendship. You know, you really mean a lot to me. That takes 30 seconds. Yeah. But to that person, it, it's so heartwarming Mm -hmm. and feels so good. So those small little things are a way that we can provide service. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Now I want to talk about, um, how you've started to do that using social media. So you mentioned you started with TikTok. So if you guys, uh, first of all, where can people find you on TikTok and Instagram? What's your TikTok handle? My my channels are word up underscore with Jen. And that's all on, it's all the same on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Awesome. Okay. So you started by doing just some fun and and I'll let you explain it, but how I saw is you started doing just by fun videos on TikTok and that started to grow a following. So can you talk about what you were doing? Like how, like the type of videos you were doing and sort of how that unfolded? Yeah. So I am a seventies baby. And so I grew up in the eighties and nineties and I love music, especially old school music. Mm -hmm. So I started using a lot of sounds from the 80s and 90s on TikTok. So I'm a big R&B and hip hop fan, which my kids sometimes think is pretty cool, but sometimes not. (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Um, So yeah, I just started searching up sounds that I loved and songs that just brought me back to that time and made me feel good. And I could envision myself, you know, out with my girlfriends in the club and, you know, dancing and having a great time. And it was such a fun time in my life that I just started tapping into that. And then when I started posting those videos and, and I would be doing a lot of those dance moves from the nineties, yeah. like the running man and yeah. the Roger, the Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. And all that. <laughs> yeah. And I always had like really, I always made them very enthusiastic and energetic yeah. um, to give off that positive vibe. And then I realized, you know what, there's so many people out there. There was a lot of moms and dads and parents on there who were also, you know, in quarantine and got onto TikTok. And, you know, when you can make somebody feel something or to bring them back in time and just invoke that emotion in them, I think that's why my account grew. Honestly, I think that's why it resonated with people was because um, I tried, you know, to show up as a as authentic as I could be and everything, all the music, dance moves, everything was me, my life. And there was nothing fake about it. Um, and I think people resonated with, with yeah. that authenticity. Um, and I tried to respond to comments as much as I could at the beginning. I mean, it starts to get overwhelming once your account grows, but yeah. I really made the point of commenting and rep- and responding and connecting with people And letting them know that, you know, I was seeing their, their Mm. comments and that I appreciated their likes and that I appreciated them showing up on my page. Mm -hmm. And that's how it grew. Oh, that's incredible. So I hope that you guys all heard that. Like there are a few things that you said there. And I think this is so important when it comes to growing on social media. So first thing you said is that you, you showed up with like authentic energy. Like you were doing this to authentically help people and inspire people and make people smile or like just be, you know, to relate to people. So the energy that goes behind what you're posting is important because people can feel it on the other side. So it's like, if you were just doing this to try and get a sponsoring deal, you know, people would feel that energy and be like, man, you know, and kind of keep going. 
but the energy behind yours had nothing to do with that. It was like, Hey, I love this music. I want to dance. And I hope somebody loves this too and feels it and connects with me. And, and they felt that. And I think that's, that was, that's critical in creating that kind of community on social media. And then the other thing was how you connected with the people who were responding to your videos by trying to reply, you know, being appreciative, just even in your own right to say, Oh my gosh, I'm so appreciative that all of these people are loving these videos like that. There's so much power behind those really simple things. But I think that it's so easy to not do those things as well. You know what I mean? So it's what creates the, the, the energy behind what you're doing. How many followers do you have on TikTok now? Uh, I don't know the exact number. I think it's over 185. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're doing videos where you're dancing to music. And I know that you also do like inspirational messages and stuff within your videos too. Yeah. So I'll choose, sometimes I'll choose a sound that I like, and then I'll do, I'll be dancing in the video, but the message is tied in to personal growth. And I I always, I use a hashtag for all my personal growth stuff, which is called uh, word up your life. And mm-hmm. so I'll talk about, I'll have ones that are on getting into your comfort zone or, mm-hmm. you know, so I tie all of those messages in too. So I try to do, to, to mix it up. So I, I have, I would say probably three types of videos that I do that I, I mix up on my, my mm-hmm. pages. And one is the inspirational content, personal growth stuff. The other one is like annoying my teenagers yeah. <laughs> uh, with my dance I love moves, those. which, and you know, those ones are the ones that do the best. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of want to say a little something about that because with those videos were the ones that really took off. And those were my first videos that went viral. The very first video I had that went viral was with me stair shuffling with my son in the background at the cottage. And it literally took no thought. I was like, Hey, Nate, I'm just going to put on the camera. Don't mind me. I want to see if I can stair shuffle this uh, staircase here at the cottage. I did one take, which normally I, I have to do a few. It took me about 15 seconds. I posted it, no editing, nothing. And it went to, I think, 4.5 million or something or 1.5 million. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, what the, I was so (laughs) shocked. And what happens with that is that social media is like a drug, right? It pulls you in and you're like, oh my gosh, now I'm doing so well. My video went viral, but I knew right from the get-go, even before, you know, I started this whole social media thing that I am someone who believes that, you know, numbers are numbers. It's analytics this is a computer program. There's things going on behind in the background. And I never tie my worth or my value as a content creator to those numbers. And I always kept that in mind because people think I want the viral I want, but when that happens, you get more negativity that comes your way because you get all the haters that pop in there. So you got to deal with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's difficult at the beginning. Um, And then also there's this pressure to keep producing videos that are going to go viral. Mm. Well, it's not realistic unless you're an account, you know, that's over the millions and you have so many followers, but that's not a realistic expectation, Mm -hmm. you know, and it also creates this sort of pressure, like, okay, you know, I got to respond to everybody and do this. And 
So there are some great things about being exposed like that, but there, are, you know, there's also some things you have to really think about and yeah. you know, be ready for, be ready for as well. Yeah. To do that personal development, to be ready for that kind of stuff, because it's, you're right. I think that you can't get hung up on the metrics because that's, that's a kind of a dangerous game to sort of get into yeah. and being like, okay, okay, I've already, I got 4 million on this one. So my next one's going to be, you know, even bigger yeah. or whatever. And it's just kind of, you have to let go of those things. Um, Absolutely. And to stay true to yourself. And because when, when my videos do really well with my kids, there's obviously, you know, I think to my, Oh, I should just do more of that. Right. Yeah. That's what's going to get seen and that's what's going to get pushed out. But I've always stayed true to myself and said, no, like what makes, what makes me feel good in this moment? What do I want to do in this moment? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I plan my content. It's how I'm feeling and what I feel like putting out that day. So if I feel like being annoying with my kids, I'll do that. <laughs> if I feel like being inspirational, I'll post a video like that. So I really combine the two of those yeah. um, with the just sort of like the basic, you know, nostalgia videos as well. So the three would be the inspirational, annoying my kids and the nostalgic videos. And I just switch them up. So it's not, you know, the same yeah. thing every that's day. Awesome. Yeah, And that's worked t- well for me. Now tell me what happened with you when you, you were on Instagram. Cause so TikTok's blowing up, but Instagram was kind of like, you were struggling in that area. That's where yeah. we first met. You were like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to grow this. And I'm like, you know, so can you share a little bit about how you, how you were able to overcome that? Like to consistently keep, keep going on that platform, even when it felt like things weren't working. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like Instagram was, uh, I kind of left Instagram when I went to TikTok because yeah. I was on Instagram for so long, you know, I was, I was for years, four or five years posting personal growth stuff, even just on my own personal page. Mm-hmm. And it just, I just really felt like it wasn't resonating with anyone. And I thought, you know what? I mean, I, I'm not a photographer. I don't have the beautiful pictures and filters mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I just felt like I just cu- couldn't like crack the code there. I'm like, yeah. I just, I don't think anything is getting seen and I don't really know what to do. So once I started having a success on TikTok, I really left Instagram. Like I wasn't yeah. on it at all. And the community was very different on TikTok. Mm. It was more, I felt like because you were seeing people's personalities, like, you know, you could really relate more. It was more raw. It was more unfiltered. It was more real life. And I liked yeah. that. Whereas Instagram, I felt like, you know, you pop on, you open it up. It's like, oh, there's somebody yeah. in the perfect <laughs> life, right? Yeah. And we all know that. Highlight you know, real. That, <laughs> highlight real. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so then when reels came in, I didn't do much for a while. And then I just thought, you know what, I'm going to start posting my TikToks there. And the great thing about it was I had so much content on TikTok because reels came out, I don't know, maybe, I think maybe like six to eight months after I'd started TikTok and I just repurposed everything. So I didn't have to create new content. So what I would do is I would just upload the video and, um, you know, and if I could find the sound, sometimes I'd try to select the same sound. So at least I was yeah. using the Instagram music and then I would post and I started seeing my account growing and I was like, okay, the Instagram culture is changing, right? Mm-hmm. The videos are becoming more common on here. People are, are opening up more to the idea of yeah. videos and Instagram's trying to kind of like, you know get the people back from TikTok, TikTok I think, yeah. right? with the reels. <laughs> so um, I started rep- repurposing my videos and then it just started to, to grow um, on reels. So I just stayed consistent, posted yep. every day on reels and um, yeah, it just sort of organically 
grew uh, yeah. over time with um, with posting every day and being consistent. Yeah. So because I think I don't know. Last time I looked, you were over fifty thousand followers on Instagram through consistently showing up in your reels. That's exactly yeah. how I grew my Instagram account. And it worked for me. I mean, that was such a blessing. Like I was saying, when, you know, things come your way and I mm-hmm. never would have thought that I, I would be on TikTok. My kids had TikTok accounts for about a year before I even, mm-hmm. you know, was on mm-hmm. it. And I was so nervous about being on video. I hated being on video. I was so awkward when I go back to, you know, the old videos and it took time to build that confidence to yeah. put myself out there and to be, and I was so worried about what my friends would think if they saw me on TikTok and all that stuff at the beginning. But, you know, it was such a blessing. And I'm so glad that I pursued that feeling and that instinct to go for that because it's opened up the doors to so many things just from, you know, making a decision to make a TikTok with my daughters one night. Well, Something and I so want simple. I want to talk about what's rolled out since you've started doing all this. But before I do, let's just quickly touch on the whole fear of, you know, doing the videos and putting yourself out there, because that I believe is what stops most people from really maximizing a social media platform. So what were some of the things that you did or, you know, mindset things, or, you know, even physically, how did you overcome that fear every time you were standing in front of the camera and you're like ready to hit the record button? And like, what, what were some things that you did to help you just sort of push through that and, and, you know, upload these videos and keep going? Well, I think a lot of it had to do with the work that I had done before I even started Mm -hmm. on TikTok. Definitely. Because I had spent so many years working on building a positive mindset, doing affirmations Mm -hmm. and, um, I started doing workshops, mindset workshops for kids in my area yeah. and doing retreats, a yearly retreat in my area for women. Uh, and so those were all things that um, really I had to step out of my comfort zone to pursue. Yeah. And but in doing that, what happened was I realized that how you build confidence is by doing those things. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not perfect, even if you make mistakes, I, I don't use the word failure in my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I learn it. I use it as a, a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Nothing is failure. It's just, mm-hmm. you, you know, you did something. It didn't work out the way it was supposed to. So you shift and you navigate and you find a new way. Yeah. And through doing those small things, I mean, I signed up for a dance class. I performed in front of an audience and I was terrified. <laughs> I made mistakes. I... But after, instead of going, focusing on that, oh my gosh, you know, I made a mistake. I would say, you know, Jen, in my head, I would say, I'm so proud of you for even Mm -hmm. just stepping on that stage because it took courage. Mm -hmm. So I focus on that. I shift my mindset and focus on that. And because I had done so much work, the TikTok, it was scary. And I was like, what, what am I doing? But because I had built that foundation, that core foundation of, you know what? This is my life. Nobody cares about what I'm doing. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean, we we think about our lives. We think about what we're doing. Somebody might look at that and be like, oh my gosh, I would never do that. That's so embarrassing. And then that thought is gone from their mind. Yeah. Right. So, so true. I don't think if, I just think for me, if this is my life and this is what I want to do, this is, I've made this choice and I'm good with this choice. I'm Mm -hmm. comfortable with it. So it kind of just takes away that 
you know, that fear of being judged or that, yeah. and you know, people are always watching. And even though they may not say something, you know, I started to see people out in the streets. And at first I was, I didn't know how to react. They would be like, oh, I saw you on TikTok. Or, <laughs> oh, you know, oh yeah, my daughter was watching TikTok and you came up on her you page. And at the beginning, I would just I'd kind of put my head down. And I didn't know what to say. It was like I was embarrassed, you yeah, know. It's yeah. like, oh God, you know. Like, you oh, they've seen me. Seat. They've seen they've me. They've seen me. <laughs> yeah. I've been exposed, <laughs> you know. Um, but then, you know, I thought, no, like own it. You made yeah. the decision. You own it. And don't ever feel, you know, embarrassed for doing something that you feel passionate about and doing something that you feel like is making a mm. difference. Because that, like you're saying, that gets people into this sort of like uh, mindset of just being stuck, you know, and not knowing how to move forward because we're so worried about what other people are going to think. Yeah. The self-talk piece is so important because we are actually, our voice becomes sometimes our own worst enemy. And it's like, Oh, don't do that. Oh, people are going to think. And like, it's like the neck, there's like the two voices in your head and you have to, that negative voice has to be overcome by twice as much, actually five times as much positive. So it's like you said, it's like, no, you have like, you're doing this. Like, look at you, you have the courage to do this, like get out there and do it. Like you've got to coach yourself to do the thing. And I always find whenever I'm scared to do something or I'm worried or fearful of what people will think it's, it's, it's never as bad. Like it's, it's actually, I usually end up getting something positive out of it. And I'd be like, Oh, I wasn't expecting that. That was amazing. You know? So it's never as bad as we make it seem in our head kind of thing. So yes, we make up these stories that aren't true. Yeah. And so that comes with practice, right? Every time you do it, you, you go, Oh, okay. That didn't happen. What I thought was going to happen. Didn't happen. So then you're okay to do it again and again. And then your courage gets built up. I love that. Um, and so, so now you've got TikTok going, you've got Instagram going every you're you're showing up, you're doing these amazing videos that are inspiring people and that are fun you've, you've obviously had a lot of really great things come from this video. So what are some of the things that have happened since, since all this growth and things that have happened? Cause I've noticed you've been having some sponsors and things like that. Do you want to share some of the positive things that have come from you having the courage to put yourself out there? Yeah. So I would say, you know, probably the, the, one of the, the best things that have come have come from there are the people that I have had the mm. opportunity to meet. I've met some really wonderful moms and educators and content creators through being on TikTok and on Reels. And, you know, a lot of people with a very similar mindset to me and a lot of moms who are also, you know, raising kids and are trying to find their purpose outside of their roles of being a mom and a partner and all that stuff and wanting to live with more fulfillment. So it's really brought this whole new community into my life, which I am so grateful for. Um, the second thing would be definitely the sponsorships, which happened completely organically. and was something I never even thought about when I first yeah. started TikTok. Like that was never my intention to be like, I yeah. want to be a TikTok, you know, star and get ads. And I want this to be my full-time job. Absolutely not. But once I hit a hundred thousand, followers on TikTok. That's when I started to start seeing the ads, uh, sponsorships coming in. And at the beginning, you know, they were, a lot of it was like free product and and I thought, you know, I'm going to do a couple of these and just see what the whole thing is about. 
And I was so shocked at how much work goes into creating these ads. People think you just like put together this thing and then <laughs> boom, it's out there. No, like you get a briefing. It's a contract that you get sent. You have to follow guidelines. Like there's so much involved in it. And then you've got to create the video and you've got to edit it and make sure you're following all the guidelines of the, of the company. And it, it's a lot of work. You have to do multiple drafts sometimes. Um, mm. So yeah, it gave me another, like an appreciation for you know, the whole content creator yeah. life and what yeah. goes into it. And then as I started doing more, I started, you know, valuing my worth and my time. And I thought, no, I'm not going to do a lot of these, you know, free sponsorships. I mean, even though I was getting product, which I was really happy about, I was like, no, this is taking up my time. And so I ended up getting an offer. The first offer that it was like a paid sponsorship. I was like, wow, this is like amazing. Got a, you know, the whole contract thing. And it was my first experience with it. Then I started doing a rate card. So when people are reaching out to me, I put my rates on my card and Mm, what I offer. So I would encourage for people to do that. If you want to do sponsorships and your account's growing or whatever, you know, instead of just sending, you can send an email to someone, a brand you may want to work with and say, you know, I love your brand. I'd love to work with you. You have to go deeper. Like, why do you want to work with that brand? What can you offer? What are your rates? Show up professional. Yeah. And so with these, these ads, I was very like professional and showed them that, you know, if we work together, I'm really going to do my best to uh, make sure that I create a video for you that you really like. And that's also going to, you know, make sense yeah. with my audience as well. And then they just kept kind of rolling in and um, yeah, it's been such an amazing, you know, second source of income for mm-hmm. our family um, you know, I've got to work with some really great brands. I've got a few coming up in the works in the next couple of months. And, you know, I, I don't, I'm very intentional with it. It's not my intent to make this my full-time job, yeah. but you know what? I'm in it. I'm in the moment. I'm enjoying what it's bringing into my life and I will ride it out, um, yeah. as long as it comes. And I will never, ever take a sponsorship that I do not feel authentically aligned with. That's one thing, you know, also want to mention is that every brand that I work with is either like a product that I would use or something that resonates with me or, you know, something that I can actually get behind. doesn't matter what, you know, even what they're paying or whatever. If I Mm -hmm. don't feel like it's a good fit for me and my brands, I I won't do it. Yeah, that's really important. And and it's interesting because, yeah, I didn't even think about that with the sponsorships, like, all of the technical stat, like things that you have to consider when doing, like, it's not just you doing a video and being like, okay, there's the brand. See ya. And like, get your paycheck kind of thing. It's a lot more involved in that. Um, so it's like a new, it's like a, yeah, it's really puts a new appreciation for those influencers out there who are doing that work, how much, you know, work actually goes goes into it. And another thing to, to think about with that is, you know, with the ads, it's a little tricky, especially with, you know, on TikTok and Reels, because people, you know, people don't want to be sold to, right? Yeah. And so it's hard to sometimes like, when you're doing an ad, a lot of times it's very different from your regular content because you have strict guidelines. So for me, there's always like, there's some times where I get like really creatively blocked because I've got to follow all these mm. guidelines. And I'm like, and I can't do my normal thing. I can't use the music that I want to use. You know, mm. I have to do, yeah. do certain things and your audience knows that, right? So if there's yeah. no push behind the scenes to get your video out there, often those videos, you know, they may not do that well 
because mm-hmm. there's no paid, you know, push to get the videos out to, you know, yeah. Yeah. mass media. And at the same time, you know, your audience knows that it's an ad, even if you're trying to not make it feel like an ad mm-hmm. and you have to put ad, you have yeah. to put partnership, whatever. So people know, and it, sometimes it can turn people off. Right. And yeah. that's why, you know, I, when I see my own friends and my own, like other content creators doing it, like, I'm always just like, you go, like, I'm so yeah. proud of them for yeah. being compensated for their work. Well, and this is the law of cause and effect, right? So you have been of service to the world or to the communities in TikTok and Reels by showing up and entertaining and providing value and service, right? Because you are helping them from the personal development side, entertainment side. And so it is by law that you will be compensated for that, that work. And it's coming through, which you didn't even ask for. It's just, this is the thing it's by law, by you being of service, you've been compensated by these ad sponsorships. And that's, you know, I always think about that with podcasts too, when there's ads and things in podcasts, it's like, well, these podcasters are showing up every day and being of service or, you know, however many times a week and being of service and giving value. So it, it doesn't bother me when I see an ad and something, because that's, that's the return they get for showing up and, and providing. And so it totally makes sense that this is all coming your way. Yeah. I love that. You said that it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the universe rewards you, right. It, for how it works. what you put out there. Yeah. Yeah. You got to totally work true. first and be of service, but it comes back around. It always does. Now, Jen, what else do you have going on? Cause I know TikTok and Instagram are definitely part of what you do, but I know there is a lot more to what you create for people on in, in the world. So tell us about where people can find you, what you have going on. I'd love to hear more about some of the stuff that you've got. Yeah. So I'll talk a little bit about my, the word up page and kind of like what that's all about, because uh, once the pandemic hit, because I was doing workshops in person at the time before that, right, that all came to a halt. And so I started to rethink, you know, how can I do this? How can I spread my message, um, you know, virtually, right? Mm-hmm. Because the world is moving towards that, right? Yeah. And so I started thinking about online courses. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe I could put something together online. And it would just kind of sat in the back of my mind for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, I think you can probably relate. Sometimes you have all these ideas, but then bringing yep. them into action, right, is another story. And so I started looking into that. And I had a lot of material already written down. It was just more like the technical stuff. How do I do it? What platform do I use? Yeah. How do I, you know, get my content in there, like into these, these, these platforms? And all that stuff just, I think, made me feel stuck and made me feel mm-hmm. overwhelmed. So I really didn't do much with it. Then as you know, I started playing around with different things. Um, I started to get going on it, but I was still just like so stuck. And that's when I reached out to you and I was like, Shana, <laughs> can you please help me? Because I knew you had done online courses and you had yeah. been popping up in my feed. And I know we, we've known each other, mm-hmm. you know, for a while. And I thought, you know what? I, I love what she's doing and I know she can help me. I know she has so much value to offer me. And that's why I decided to do your Dream Hustle Academy course. And that really gave me a kick in the butt to like (laughs) get going and to give me the confidence that I needed to like, Mm -hmm. okay, get this done. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so my Word Up page, you probably, I didn't mention what it means, but Word Up is actually an acronym for a life strategy that I use. Mm. And so it's broken down into um, 
each letter stands for something different. So mm-hmm. the W is word up wisdom. The O is optimism. R mm-hmm. is resilience. D is desires. U is uniqueness. And P is purpose. And we'll go into mm-hmm. what all they mean. But it's basically a personal development life approach that brings more self-awareness into your life and purpose and fulfillment and happiness. Mm-hmm. Just using simple strategies that we can incorporate into our day, our everyday life. Um, so that's what the word up, um, acronym means. And it, it, it came to me as an inspired idea in the shower. Um, that's where all the I, best ideas come. Yes, come in the shower. <laughs> and I was listening to the song word up one day by cameo. It's an 80s yep. song. And I thought, I know it. oh my gosh, this is a great idea. I can, you know, I can incorporate this into a life strategy. So that's where the idea came from to do an online mm-hmm. course based on that. So I just launched my very first phase Yay! of the course. I did a, a soft launch. Yep. So uh, I'm in it right now. So uh, I've got some some clients doing it now. And yeah, I decided to to go with a soft launch because it's my very first time yeah. launching. And I think it's a great way to you know, really connect with your, with your participants on a, on a deeper level and give them more like one-on-one guidance and mm-hmm. to also tweak and shift and get their feedback and see yeah. how they're doing with it. Instead, mm-hmm. I thought at the beginning, I got to do the whole thing and do every mm-hmm. single module because each phase is like a different course. So yeah. the one I just launched is Word Up Wisdom, which is the very first phase in the, in the course. So, um, you know, the next one will be optimism. So this has been a great way for me to not get overwhelmed by the whole entire project, take my time, test it out, see if it's working, Mm -hmm. see if, you know, if, if my participants are having amazing results, take their feedback and change it before I do an official, official launch. So I'm really happy that I took that approach and I know we had talked about it and I'm so happy you had also, you know, mentioned the. Yeah. Um, the value of doing that. And yeah. I think for me, it just took away that feeling of being overwhelmed by the entire project process. Yeah. I, it's yeah. funny because I, and I, you know how I learned that is I actually did that once with a course is I did the whole thing. I spent the whole summer building this program and I had one person buy it when I actually launched it. And that was it. Nobody had it. I missed the mark. And I was like, Never will I spend because that was a lot of time I had invested in building that. And you that's the thing, you've got to learn just through the process. And you just never know what your clients you think you know what they need, but then they they come up with other things that you were like, oh, I didn't even I was like, I didn't think about teaching that, or I didn't know you needed that. And then you can mold your program as you go. And you're right, it takes the pressure off of building the whole thing and it allows you just a little bit more flow, you know, in your programs. And so now that's how I teach it. It's like, I don't want you to build anything. Maybe the first, the first set of modules, maybe, or the first, you know, week or two, but that's it. And then you build it as you go. And it's such a, it's a, it's a much easier way to, um, to create your program as, as you, as you're learning. So that's awesome. So where can people find, find that, find you, obviously um, we talked about TikTok and Instagram, but just remind them again, as to where people can connect with you about, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So you can, if you go to my word up underscore with Jen page on Instagram, there's mm-hmm. links in my bio to, um, to access more information about the course. Mm-hmm. Um, my course is actually, um, it's hosted on the think if it platform. 
Um, So that's where um, the course is being offered. I also, on my uh, Instagram bio page, there's a link to sign up to, um, it's not really a newsletter. It's just more of a, of a a way to get uh, tools and tips and resources to word up your life and how to do that. And that's through email. So you can sign up to my, to my email list. And so, yeah, so going forward, I mean, I'm just, I'm continuing to work on my course. That is really, you know, my, my focus right now is to help as many people as I can virtually to, you know, live a life filled with purpose and uh, fulfillment and more joy and fun mm-hmm. and happiness. And because I think, you know, people often think personal growth is really heavy and deep. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it is, we have to go to dark places and reveal things <laughs> about ourselves that sometimes we don't want to see, or we don't want to revisit because it's painful. But, um, you know, it can also be really fun and really exciting. And when you mm-hmm. approach it as, you know, it's, and when you start incorporating personal developments, things such as gratitude, mm-hmm. um, you know, using affirmations or meditations or some form of silence and mm-hmm. journaling and, and things like that, those little things you can incorporate into your day already. Like you don't have to change a lot yeah. in order to grow and to grow, um, not, not quickly, but to, to make changes that are going to make an impact. Um, yeah you know, in a short period of time. But so that that's really what I want people to to take away is that you don't need to become a completely new person. Yeah, you are yeah. perfect the way that you are now. You know, not everybody who's doing personal growth, you know, has something major going on in their life or something tragic that's happened. Mm-hmm. Many of us do. And that's why we go down that road. But you know, sometimes you just want to wake up with the feeling like I just want to be a little bit better than I was yesterday. And you can do that in a very short period of time daily in less than like five to 10 minutes. You can do that daily and make big shifts in your life. Yeah. It's, it's so true. Like, you know, I've been, I've adapted a journaling and meditation routine affirmations. I've got a board with affirmations in my office that I can just glance over and kind of like pick what I need in the moment. And those little things, it just makes all the difference. And, and you do change. Like I do find that when you start implementing these things, I don't say you, I wouldn't say you change. I think you become more of who you truly are when you start implementing these things. And I think that, you know, that's, that's, that's really what, you know, going back, I love how when things come full circle, we talked about that in the beginning of, you know, when you're in your forties, I think it's a journey. That's where the journey starts of really becoming who you truly are because we get so busy with kids and life and all the things that we kind of take a breath when we're in our forties and we're like, wait a minute, who am I? And so all of this stuff just leads you back to, to you. So I think it's really cool how, you you know, you just, you, you, you followed your instincts. You did something kind of out of your comfort zone. It's led you to this whole TikTok, Instagram reels dancing thing. And it's like, it's just really cool how it's starting to shape this beautiful word up program and everything you're doing. And I just, I've just been watching from the background from, I don't know if you know, but I've been watching you from the distance and and just loving everything you're doing. So Jen, thank you so much for being such a bright light for so many people. Thank you. That means so much to me. And it's been an honor to be on your, your podcast today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, everybody go check out Jen and Jen, thank you so much. We will post all the links in the show notes. You guys can check out Jen and, um, obviously connect with her if, uh, if you're loving what you're seeing and, um, Jen, thank you so much. And we will, uh, we'll see you online.